Ninth lesson. Pray the Lord of the harvest. Then he said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Matthew 9, 37-38 The Lord frequently taught his disciples that they must pray and how to pray, but seldom what to pray. This he left to their sense of need and the leading of the Spirit. But here we have one thing he expressly directs them to remember. In view of the plenteous harvest and the need for reapers, they must cry to the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers. Just as in the parable of the friend at midnight, he wanted them to understand that prayer is not to be selfish. So here it is the power through which blessing can come to others. The Father is Lord of the harvest. When we pray for the Holy Spirit, we must pray for Him to prepare and send forth laborers for the work. Strange, is it not, that He should ask His disciples to pray for this? And couldn't He pray Himself? And wouldn't one prayer of His profit more than a thousand of theirs? And didn't God, the Lord of the harvest, see the need? Wouldn't He, in His own good time, send forth laborers without their prayers? Such questions lead us to the deepest mysteries of prayer and its power in the kingdom of God. The answer to such questions will convince us that prayer is indeed a power on which the gathering of the harvest and the coming of the kingdom do depend. Prayer is not a form or show. The Lord Jesus was Himself the truth. Everything He spoke was the deepest truth. It was, when He saw the multitude, He was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, as sheep having no shepherd, that He called on the disciples to pray for laborers to be sent among them. Matthew 9, 36. He did so because He believed that their prayer was needed, and it would help. The veil that hides the invisible world from us was wonderfully transparent to the holy human soul of Jesus. He had looked long and deep and far into the hidden connection between cause and effect in the spirit world. He had marked in God's Word how, when God called men like Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Samuel, and Daniel, and gave them authority over men in His name, he had at the same time given them authority and the right to call in the powers of heaven to their aid as they needed them. He knew that the work of God had been entrusted to these men of old and to himself for a time upon earth, and it was now about to pass over into the hands of his disciples. He knew that when they were given charge over this work, it would not be a mere matter of form or show, but the success of the work would actually depend on them and their being faithful or unfaithful. As a single individual, within the limitations of a human body and a human life, Jesus felt how little his short visit could accomplish among these wandering sheep he saw around him. He longed for help to have them properly cared for. So he told his disciples to begin to pray, and, when they had taken over the work from him on earth, to make this one of the chief petitions in their prayer that the Lord of the harvest Himself would send forth laborers into His harvest. The God who entrusted them with the work, and made it so dependent on them, gave them authority to apply to Him for laborers to help 
and made the supply dependent on their prayer. How little Christians really feel and mourn the need of laborers in the fields of the world that are so white with the harvest, and how little they believe that our labor supply depends on prayer or that prayer will really provide as many as he needs. Not that the dearth of labor is not known or discussed, or that efforts are not sometimes put forth to supply the want, but how little the burden of the sheep wandering without a shepherd is really borne with faith that the Lord of the harvest will, in answer to prayer, send forth the laborers with the solemn conviction that without this prayer, fields ready for reaping will be left to perish. And yet it is so. So wonderful is the surrender of His work into the hands of His church, so dependent has the Lord made Himself on them as His body through whom alone His work can be done, and so real is the power that the Lord gives His people to exercise in heaven and earth, that the number of the laborers and the measure of the harvest do actually depend upon their prayer. Solemn Thought Oh, why is it that we don't obey the injunction of the Master more heartily and cry more earnestly for laborers? There are two reasons for this. One is that we miss the compassion of Jesus that gave rise to this request for prayer. When believers learn that to love their neighbors as themselves and to live entirely for God's glory in their fellow men is the Father's first commandment to His redeemed ones, they will accept that the perishing ones are their charge entrusted to them by their Lord. By accepting them not only as a field of labor but also as the objects of loving care and interest, it will not be long before compassion towards the hopelessly perishing will touch their hearts, and the cry will ascend with an earnestness, Lord, send laborers. The other reason for the neglect of the command, the lack of faith, will then make itself felt, but will be overcome as our pity pleads for help. We believe too little in the power of prayer to bring about definite results. We don't live close enough to God and are not entirely given up to His service and kingdom to be capable of the confidence that He will give an answer to our prayer. Oh, let us pray for a life so united with Christ that His compassion may stream into us, and His Spirit may be able to assure us that our prayer will bring results. Such prayer will ask and obtain a twofold blessing. There will first be the desire for the increase of men entirely given up to the service of God. It is a terrible blot upon the church of Christ that there are times when men cannot actually be found for the service of the Master as ministers, missionaries, or teachers of God's Word. As God's children make this a matter of supplication for their own circle or church, it will be given. The Lord Jesus is now Lord of the harvest. He has been exalted to bestow gifts, the gifts of the Spirit. His chief gifts are men filled with the Spirit. But the supply and distribution of the gifts depend on the cooperation of head and members. It is prayer that will lead to such cooperation. The believing suppliants will be stirred to find the men and the means for the work. The other blessing to be asked will not be less. Every believer is a laborer. None of God's children have been redeemed for service without their work of waiting. It must be our prayer 
that the Lord would so fill all His people with the spirit of devotion that not one may be found standing idle in the vineyard. Wherever there is a complaint about the need for helpers or for fit helpers in God's work, prayer has the promise of a supply. There is no Sunday school or district visiting, no Bible reading or rescue work, where God is not ready and able to provide. It may take time and perseverance, but the command of Christ to ask the Lord of the harvest is the pledge that the prayer will be heard, I say unto you, He will rise and give him as many as he needs. What a solemn, blessed thought! This power has been given us in prayer to provide for the needs of the world and to secure the servants for God's work. The Lord of the harvest will hear. Christ, who called us so specifically to pray thus, will support our prayers offered in His name and interest. Let us set apart time and give ourselves to this part of our intercessory work. It will lead us into the fellowship of that compassionate heart of His that led Him to call for our prayers. It will elevate us to the insight of our regal position as those whose will counts for something with the great God in the advancement of His kingdom. It will make us feel how truly we are God's fellow workers on earth, to whom a share in His work has been entrusted in earnest. It will make us partakers in the soul anguish, but also in the soul satisfaction of Jesus. For we know how, in answer to our prayer, blessing has been given that otherwise would not have come. Blessed Lord, You have given us another of Your wondrous lessons to learn. We humbly ask You to help us see correctly the spiritual realities that You have been speaking of. There is the harvest, which is so large and perishing that it waits for sleepy disciples to give the signal for laborers to come. Lord, teach us to look out upon this harvest with a heart moved with compassion and pity. There are so few laborers. Lord, show us how terrible the sin of the lack of prayer and faith is, of which this is the token. And there is the Lord of the harvest, so able and ready to send them forth. Lord, show us how He waits for the prayer to which He has bound His answer. And there are the disciples to whom the commission to pray has been given. Lord, show us how You can pour down Your Spirit and breathe upon the disciples, so that Your compassion and the faith in Your promise will rouse them to unceasing, prevailing prayer. O Lord, we cannot understand how You can entrust such work and give such power to men so slothful and unfaithful. We thank You for all whom You teach to cry day and night for laborers to be sent forth. Lord, breathe Your own Spirit on all Your children that they may learn to live for this one thing alone, the kingdom and glory of their Lord, and may they become fully awake to the faith of what their prayer can accomplish. And let all our hearts in this, as in every petition, be filled with the assurance that prayer, offered in loving faith in the living God, will bring certain and abundant answer. Amen.